As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Financial Choices Matter, because they do, with Charles Scott and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And this is our shortly after Valentine's Day episode. Uh, we're not necessarily going to be talking about Valentine's Day, but we're going to be talking about uh, what is the most important part of retirement planning, what's being said out there by some uh, talking heads or some notable <laughs> things, whatever. Charles, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, I don't know. I I hadn't thought about Valentine's Day, but uh, well, you're lucky because you we're this. taping this before Valentine's Day. But we're I know dropping that. it the after best, Valentine's the, Day. Yeah. No, the best, the first Valentine Day Sherry and I celebrated together was shortly after we met, uh-huh. and we went to dinner at the, a lovely restaurant in Seattle that is not there anymore. But we spent four hours. Oh, nice at dinner. And the guy that was a maitre d', Walter Walters, we both remember him vividly. Well, that's spent, pretty good to remember, yeah. Uh, he spent a majority of the four hours talking to us. He was fascinating. He would just walk by. How are you? He, we saw his, he was a <laughs> pilot in World War II for the Polish Air Force. We oh, saw wow. pictures of him. It was it was one of those magical evenings. So they're special, and we can never duplicate that. But yet so, you were on dates. So did you find yourself kind of going, hey, man, I'm trying to talk to this girl? No, I mean, it's not that I didn't want to because we, we already knew where we're all going to end up eventually. Oh, okay. So, I see. I no. got you. The minute she opened the door on a blind date, I knew I'd marry her. So that's how complicated my life can be sometimes. That's awesome. Those are always fun stories. I love to hear that. Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Anyway. Well, again, we're taping this before Valentine's Day. So for Charles, he's got <laughs> you time. You brought the Valentine thing yeah, up. Yeah. So you before, have to hear the story. He's got time to get something done. But if you're listening to this and it's, <laughs> it's probably after Valentine's Day, hopefully you had a good one. So. Uh, all right, Charles. So let's talk about this. What is the most important part of retirement planning? Well, you're going to get varying opinions if you ask anybody, oh, right? Oh, yeah. So for sure. That's what we got. So we've yeah. got a uh, kind of a smattering of things from across the internet here, a couple of different places. And uh, and I'll get your take. You can agree, disagree, give me your thoughts. And then folks, right. for you listening, ask yourself, hey, yeah, you know what? That rings true for me. That does seem like the most important part to me. Or I think this is the most important part. And that's what you should be talking with your advisor about. So Let's do it. Let's see what Ron Lieber of the New York Times had to say, Charles. He said, the most important advice about saving for retirement is this. Start now. I don't think that's bad advice at all. Why not? But you need to start with planning. What are you going to not just, oh, I don't know. Then you need a plan. But start. Start. Yes, start. And working with young people for us is really fun, too. Helping get started. We've, you know, we've had the light bulb go off with a handful of of folks where it's like they've come in and they're going, I just don't know this. I've got credit card debt, blah, blah, you know, just whatever yeah. it happens to be. It's like, okay, well, here's here's a plan that we think will help you, you know, like do this, do this, do this. And they'll come back six months later and go, oh my God, my life is so much simpler now. Yeah. Okay, great. Very Let's true. keep going. But you have to have some kind of a plan. You have to start it. If you have a plan and don't do anything about the plan, doesn't make much sense. That's true. Well, you know, what? what's the saying? Uh, when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. When's the second best yes. time? Today. Yeah, you know, exactly. So if yes. you haven't done it, if you find yourself, if you're one of those that are like, well, it's too late for me now, I'm just not even nope. going to worry about it. Well, nope. don't wait another day. Get started. Nope. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, you know, just 
get started. Get started, but get started with some planning, as Charles said, with some action. All right. Hopefully, I get these names right. This is Julia Kagan, I think, of Investopedia. Investopedia is a very popular website. A lot of information there. It's it's a little fluffy. It's a little wordy, Charles. So maybe break ah. this break this down for us a little bit. She says. A proper portfolio allocation that balances the concerns of risk aversion and return objectives is arguably the most important step in retirement planning. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's jargon. It's not helpful. Okay. I mean, use words that make sense to people. You can't use the vocabulary of this in that in that kind of – what's asked portfolio allocation? Balances the concerns of risk. What's risk aversion? What, right. I mean, it's just – Crapola, in it, my opinion. It's, so it's basically you know, I, what I take is this is a fluffy way of saying what you have in your portfolio. Does it, you know, does it fit your risk profile, and does it, yeah. does it obtain the right the lifestyle you're trying to obtain? Yeah, and does it make sense to you? Yeah, does can it you make explain sense it to somebody else? Can I got. You tell I got somebody uh, else exactly what you're doing. Yeah, I, here's the stuff I've got. Uh, here's the risk level that I'm taking, and this is what it's doing for me. Yeah, or I, this is what I this is why I have it. Okay, why I have it? That's and, a good and, one. And this is where and this is where I want to go. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Some, yeah, sometimes Don't the overflow. Yeah, the overflow. No. Yeah. Is, yeah. It's no. kind of like look how smart I am. That's it. Big words. No, don't do that. Yeah. Don't yeah. Do that. Uh, we, I get I kicked. We, I get kicked all the time under the table by Sherry when I use some jargon. <laughs> word. Uh, she does. And she I explain love it. What, you know, and she'll say, "Explain to them what you're ta- what that means." I say, "Okay, excuse me. Yeah, my fault. Yeah, I know better than that." That's great. I love it. Uh, tell, Kindergarten. She's, that's yeah, what, she's I, that's what I want for Christmas. That's what you want Kindergarten. for Christmas? Okay. I got them on my list. Uh, okay, we're a little thanks. bit early. We're only in February, but I got them on the list um, for you. I'm, I'm going to start worrying about it your, now. Your, knees will, your shins will be hurting between now and then. So, <laughs> uh, All right. Let's do one more here. We got a financial advisor, unnamed financial advisor in Minnesota. Uh, and they said, your retirement plan may be missing the most critical piece, how to make your retirement genuinely fulfilling. I think it's some pretty good advice. I think that's really good advice. What matters to you makes your life important. Having enough money to be able to do the things that you like to do, but then deciding what what do I like to do? What is fulfilling? What makes me happy? What do I want to get up in the morning and go do? When we go to work all the time to get to that point of not having to, work takes a ton of time. Mm-hmm. And when you have all this other time, what do you really want to do? You can only play golf so much. You know, what are the things that make you happy? What are the things that help other people if that's what you want to do? That's what it needs to be. That's the way we see it, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's, and this has nothing to do with the financial components of it. It's just what brings you joy? How do I stay relevant in the bigger world and with friends and people that I can help that maybe I don't even know yet? Yeah. So I, I think it's, I think that's a, that's great advice. Well, it's so, the retiring to something, not from something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, that's that's perfect. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. You got it. Yeah, uh, we we got to have a reason. I mean, as humans, you know, we we have to have some sort of uh, goal, some sort of driver, some sort of motivator. You know, if we don't, we that's when we tend to sit on the front porch and and wither away, right? So, yeah, yeah. And maybe that is your goal, sitting on the front porch and whittling or something like that. But then, if that's the case, then you're being fulfilled, right? If it's not, that's and, right. And, and that you're just doing it because you have nothing else to to look forward to or to do. That's when we, you know, that's when we kind of start to have. Well, well, some of the mental stuff we talked about, right? Uh, That's right. The, yes. uh, on the last episode, because we're talking about that again, that uh, you are now a certified dementia practitioner. So we're going to get into that in just a second. But before we do, we'll... let's take an email real quick. Sure. Uh, we got Sam and Tempe. 
And he says, Charles, I have a whole life insurance policy with a cash value of $50,000. My kids are in their 30s now, so I don't think I really need life insurance at this point. Should I cancel the policy and use the cash to pay off on the house? Like so many email questions, it's a good question, Sam. So I appreciate that. But I don't have, and this isn't a, a disclaimer here. Yeah, I guess it is a disclaimer. I don't have enough information to tell you. It seems like you're seeing life insurance as death insurance, and that's only what you're you're trying to do. Uh, but there are many, many more creative ways to use potentially the cash value that than just paying off your mortgage. That might be the thing that does make the most sense. But again, I won't give advice to somebody in isolation of knowing more of them and more about what's going on, because then it's you know it's it's not malpractice, but you know it's right. It, it, essentially, it's not knowing enough to give good advice. And so, I just so don't maybe want, I don't want to do that. Could you, could you do what you're suggesting to, you know, right. what you're asking? Yeah, absolutely. But okay. is that the best thing? Cause you might not have thought of the things that you could do with it. Gotcha. And so that's so. really where, you know, sitting, you know, having a conversation and a lot of times it's complimentary to do that same. If you haven't done oh, it, or sure. if you're working with an advisor and you haven't had this, bring it up to them. First of all, I would say, have yeah. you, have you brought it up yeah. to your advisor? Yeah. Hopefully you have. And Hopefully they've addressed it, but if they didn't, which is why you're reaching out to us, then you know have a second opinion, have a conversation, and say, okay, he, here's all the stuff I got. You know what is the best strategy? And to Charles's point, maybe it is. Maybe what you're thinking winds up being right on the money. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that happens a lot, which is great because then you've thought it through. And you've you thought made it a through. Good choice yeah. to begin with. Yeah, I, I do like the way you put that though. Maybe he's viewing it because a lot of times we do see that with folks as they get in closer to retirement, they're like, well, my kids are grown. I don't really need life insurance anymore. We kind of think of it as that if I died and they need, you know, to keep the house going and they're younger and so on yeah. and so forth. Yeah. But yeah. there's a lot of other creative ways to use life insurance. So yeah, and this has a, this is a cash value policy, so it's got some value in it. The traditional term, which is what most people need when they're younger, is you know, it is truly just death insurance, but you get the most death benefit for the least amount of money, and it makes perfect sense. Gotcha. But okay. but then that that evolves into something that's a little more sophisticated and has a little more flexibility because the other one just is good when you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Not while you're alive. So living benefits. And this is the cash value that Sam is talking about. He's got that. That's a living benefit kind of thing. Well, I don't know if this is a good segue, but I'm going to do it anyway. So maybe maybe a better use of that policy is is adding that towards some sort of long term care thing, that 50 grand, if you haven't done much in that way. Uh, Sam, because we're going to talk about the fact that Charles is a certified dementia practitioner and the numbers are pretty startling and getting higher and higher, which is one of the reasons I, I think you went out and got this extra level of service because there's so many more people being affected by it. Oh yeah. It's scary. Jerry's aunt, who is who was her mother's only sister, she didn't have any uncles, was in a facility for five or six years, went through all of her money, all of her assets, everything else, got good care, was healthy as a horse but had no idea about stuff that's going on. And the, the, the dementia certification, we went to a training, and I mentioned this uh, the, the previous podcast. Um, National Council of Certified Dementia Practitioners put it on. We went through, and, and Sherry and I both got our certified dementia practitioner designation as CDP. And uh, we sort of dabbled with this before in helping people, setting up things for long-term care and that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. this, we thought, okay, let's just get in and let's really find out how it, how it works, what's really important. And dementia is the overarching umbrella that, that about 100 different kinds of uh, mental health conditions fall into. The most well-known, I would say, is probably Alzheimer's. Right. And, and Alzheimer's gets a diagnosis, somebody having it. I think it's like every 65 or 66 seconds, wow. somebody's diagnosed with Alzheimer's. It's, it, and it could be financially devastating 
to the family. Our job as the financial advisor in this mix with the professionals like an elder law attorney and you know the family themselves is to make sure that the mom and dad or grandma and grandpa don't go broken or living in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are ways to do it. There are long-term insurances that are very, very creative and very flexible, and you can use all kinds of dollars. And it's way different from what it was 15 or 20 years ago when I started looking at this in the first place. There were probably a hundred plus insurance companies that were selling the what I would now call traditional long-term care, which is you pay the premium. Um, and every year, probably the premium or every once in a while, the premium went up in cost. And if you never used if you never used it for long-term care coverage, care at all, then the premium goes away. Kind of like your car insurance or your homeowner's insurance. If you never have damage to your house or you never get in a car wreck, you paid that for all those years and it's got no other value. Now you, it's totally different from a financial planning point of view. There are asset-based long-term care policies where if you don't use it, the money's still there. It's still yours. You can use it for something else. You can pass it on to your beneficiaries. Much more creative. And it's just statistically important that people, A, know that there's a significant likelihood that they're going to need this at some point in time in their life. It's almost three out of four adults at some point in time will. But it's the financial component of it now. And we just thought we just need to go get smarter about it because we know enough. I always like to say, I know enough to be dangerous, but in this context, we are now not dangerous because we definitely know enough and we have new and different resources that we didn't have before. So we're really excited about it. And if this has ever happened to any of you in your family or you know about it, I don't know this, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. I don't know that there's another certified dementia practitioner that's a financial service professional in the state of Arizona. Wow. Um, So, uh, and there aren't, this is new. This is very new. Well, it's becoming uh, on a bigger a, problem. On a national right? basis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's be, yeah, it's it's becoming it's yeah. it's, it's becoming I mean, you could say it's its own epidemic, you know, because as we've kind of said before, um, you know, we're doing so much to to prolong the the body, uh, but the mind is just so much more complicated and we haven't figured out uh, a number of things yet in that arena, right? And so sometimes we just don't know what causes some of the things that cause. Well, we don't. And, and how do you get treatment and how do you know what the right kind of treatment is? And so it's yeah. just, you know, it's, it's us just beginning down this path of, wow, this is so interesting. And it's so, you know, it's so germane. I don't know anybody that probably hasn't had somebody that it's happened to or has happened to. What is it? Seven so, out of seven out of 10 at this point, I think. Or seven out, yeah. Seven out of 10 of, of, of adults over 65 are going to have some kind of long-term care treatment need. It doesn't mean that it's dementia related. No, but I think but, that number is even like another two or three out of those seven. Uh, I believe the last time I saw something, it's pretty high. It's yeah, getting it's higher very all the time. High. Yeah. It's very high. Yeah. yeah. So it's a super duper helpful thing. We feel really excited and really good that we can make an even bigger, more immediate difference in people's lives by knowing more now than we did at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So it's and, it's and fun for us. As that component of that that team helping with the, the financial planning, with the with the care in general of someone who may be going through that. So yeah, certified dementia practitioner, uh, another yep. great wrinkle to Charles's resume. So if you've got some questions, as he mentioned before, definitely reach out to a qualified professional, have a conversation like Charles, who's a fiduciary advisor uh, at Peloton Capital Management. You can always stop by the website and get a hold of them that way at pelotoncapital.com. That's P-E-L-L-E-T-O capital.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Financial Choices Matter, while you're there or on whatever platforming app you like to use for your podcast needs. Charles, thanks for hanging out with me, my friend. I hope you have a great rest of the month, and I'll see you in March. Ditto, and we'll do it again. Thanks, Mark. We'll do it next time right here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. 
Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.